Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Interabang Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Simon, and it's great to be chatting with you guys again. Before we get into this week's episode, let's go and talk about some of the news you may have missed this week. As COVID-19 cases continue to rise across the province, Fanshawe College announced that the winter semester will now begin five days later than originally planned, with just 40% of classes to be delivered in person. The winter semester will now run from January 10th to April 22nd of 2022. Fully online programming will not be affected. However, students that were enrolled in blended programs can expect more online learning in the winter term. In-person teaching and lab activity will be available only where needed. The Winter Study Week will still take place as planned from Tuesday, February 22nd to Friday, February 25th. According to the college, while the shift to more online delivery means there will be fewer students on campus, the number of students attending classes and accessing student services in person will be higher than the college has seen since March of 2020. There are currently 18,000 students registered for the winter semester. But sticking back to the top news of this week, the Ontario government issued several new COVID-19 restrictions as the province moves back to step two of the Roadmap to Reopening plan. The restrictions include the closure of all indoor dining, gyms, cinemas, bars, and moving schools online. Premier Doug Ford announced the news on Monday with these new restrictions coming into effect this past Wednesday, January 5th. Religious gatherings, personal care services, and retail stores are now limited to 50% capacity following the other listed closures. Outdoor gatherings are now limited to 10 people, while indoor gatherings have been cut down to 5. And London police are asking for the public's assistance in search for a missing 15-year-old girl. Officials say Alexis Harris was reported missing on January 1st and was last seen in the northwest end of the city, wearing a red coat and black jogging pants. She is described as female, Caucasian, thin-billed with long brown straight hair, blue eyes, and a nose ring. Anyone with information regarding her whereabouts is asked to contact police. And a GoFundMe has been launched for a London family after a New Year's Day fire. Officials responded to a house fire in East London at 11 a.m. January 1st. Ashley McElman, her partner Ken Major, and their three children were able to escape the fire without injury, but the damage is estimated to be worth about $400,000. The Red Cross provided partial stay in a hotel for the family affected, while London police and the Ontario fire marshals have launched an investigation into the cause of the fire. Now, going back to pandemic-related news, for a holiday break, it's sure been stressful for us students trying to find out how our program delivery is changing due to the province's new restrictions. Especially so last minute with classes starting up again next week. So for our winter orientation episode here on the Interabang podcast, I'm joined with our FSU president, Ricardo Souza, who's here to break down some of the changes happening to our campus life, specifically those in the entertainment, activities, and different events section. But before I spoil too much, let's jump in to this week's episode. Well, Ricardo, thank you so, so much for joining us here on the first episode of the Interrobing Podcast for 2022. The pleasure is all mine. And starting off, really, how was your holiday break? I just want to dive in and I hope you had a restful break, but how was your your holiday season? Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Kind of... Not what I was planning, because I was planning to go visit my family in Brazil. I was planning to have some friends visiting us, but none of this happened because of obvious reasons. 
So we just spent here in family with, like I just spent with my family and just having a great time. But it was good. It was good to take a break. Yeah, absolutely. That that little rest period was was definitely needed. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Especially after this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last year in the case, right? 2021 was a tough year, so it was needed. Absolutely. And, and it's, we, we headed to 2022. We've kind of been bombarded with some crazy news already just this past week. But really, right at the beginning of the break, before I go, I go too far, Fanshawe, a lot of the students, we were all told that classes would be delayed for that extra week. We were supposed to go back on the 3rd, but now we're not going back till now next week on the 10th. But really just this past week, as I, I mentioned before, uh, Premier Doug Ford announced <laughs> announced the closure of gyms and indoor dining and really kind of switching gears and going back a little bit more to online learning as Ontario, we kind of we go back a little bit and enter back into stage two of Ontario's roadmap to reopen. So with all that just happening just at the beginning of this week, I mean, right before we're supposed to come back into school. How yeah, it's still you... week one of 2022, right? <laughs> exactly. Like what a way to start off the week. But yeah. how, did you, how did you first react when, when you heard all that news? I personally, I felt very bad because we were one week away to finish uh, like to go on our vacation and our holiday break and we had all prepared to have students back we were preparing a nice orientation day it will be fantastic to have everyone together again but you know things uh happen in a way we weren't expecting and it is what it is so we had to deal with it deal with the fun roll with the punches and we had to adjust everything for this uh new cycle to happen online all over again uh, I feel as a person and as a student representative, that is a totally bummer. And I can put in the student's shoes because I know the experience is not 100% complete when you are online. But at the same time, we keep doing our best to have uh, all, all the programming and all the events we were planning to happen online. Uh, so it's not new because we spent basically the last year doing everything online. I know it's more about balancing expectations because we were super excited and super, I don't know, looking forward to having some normalcy this year. It didn't happen. So I know it's kind of a break in, like it's a expectations crash, but at the same time, we're positive that we're going to keep doing our events and all the initiatives to keep the students connected and enjoying the experience of being a student at Fanshawe. Yeah, absolutely. And even leading up to the big news of, of this week over the holidays, as we were kind of talking about before, which kind of, I guess, started all of the news of this week, we really saw those those numbers skyrocket for, for COVID-19 cases reported. And I guess in your role as, as the president of the FSU, what were, diving more into specifics, I guess, some of your concerns in regards to these, these pre-planned activities and events you guys had, um, just like orientation you were mentioning. So just what were those concerns when it came to stuff that you already had that was kind of planned for the new year, things that were, were coming up a little bit quickly, but because of the restrictions that are now put in place, how have those been altered or has anything even been, been taken away now that you're still trying to work around. I know it's a little bit crazy right now with the this past week and the yeah. news coming so short, but just what are really your concerns for those 
uh, some of the events that you guys had planned? Safety is our utmost concern for our students. So this is a negotiable and we are following all the protocols. But in light of the events we were planning for this year, uh, we are sad, of course, because we had so many great things to happen in person in the hybrid format. But to be honest, the transition back to the online format exclusively won't be that chaotic as it was uh, two years ago, because we were kind of doing this way, right? We were doing the hybrid format. We still had many students uh, in their programs like they were studying in their countries. They weren't here in Canada. So we were doing in the hybrid format, all activities. The thing is, we are not gonna be able to do some things we were planning to have it in person. But at the same time, we have a bunch of other online events happening. So I think students won't feel much because they are kind of in this mindset of having hybrid activities. It's more like the expectations and all the good things we were planning to have in person won't be able to happen for now. But let's keep positive that we're going to have some great news ahead, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I was clear. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, it's, it's my ideas. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 so hard to to kind of get uh, an understanding of things because this has all happened. I mean, just in the past week, like just a week before we were supposed to go back, it's it's I I can't even imagine how chaotic and, and crazy it's been. But it's it's good to know that it's not going to be a, as as challenging or as chaotic as it, it would have been, like you said, uh, the start of the pandemic and really trying to transition into this kind of more online setting. But like you said, um, going away from the, the bad news and the chaoticness that has been this week and looking more on the brighter side. So what are some of these events that are, you know, getting ready and, and are planned that students can look forward to? Yeah, in January now, we have lots of events going on. So for example, Psych Soy Bingo, we're going to have it online. We have the Fuel Game Night with uh, Super Smash Brothers contest and competition online, which is so great. And we know we students love those e-games nights because they are very fun and students can just gather online and have a great time. We're going to have a caric caricatures online. I don't know if I'm, I'm mispronouncing that, but I think it's correct, right? Caricatures <laughs> online. Uh, <laughs> We have the Arnold deal. So all those events that are periodically done at the FSU, we're going to keep doing. And I think we have some great news as well, because in 20 days-ish, we're going to have elections starting. So if we have students willing to be part of the FSU and have a student leadership experience and be more active on campus, even though we are in this online format, but on campus life, now is the time. So... I would like to take this opportunity to invite students to be informed about elections and maybe you could be the next president, the next, like be part of the board of directors, be part of our executive team. So this is amazing. And this is one of the things I'm very excited about January because it's always a good moment to have students get involved and having elections. So it's a bittersweet moment for me, of course, because I'm finishing my tenure, but at the same time, I'm very happy to have students getting engaged and having those opportunities to get involved with the FSU. So yeah, we have this plan for January, and this is just the first month, more to come <laughs> in yeah. the rest of the term. That's amazing. And I know, um, I mean, one of the first 
events that I went to that the FSU puts on was was sex toy bingo back in, in last term. And that was such a fun experience. And I think even then it was in that that hybrid format, but the the online way and how I saw because I, I tuned in to see what the online version would look like. But it's it's so much fun. And I, I recommend anyone who has even though it's online and people think like, oh, maybe it won't be as fun as it would be in person. It's it's just as fun, if not more you know, you still can talk to people and you're still participating in the events. So I really recommend doing all the events you guys have to offer. They're all so much fun. So that's just amazing that you're still able to, to find a way around all these restrictions and it's still enjoyable. And these, these college memories can still be made for the students at Fanshawe. Yeah, I agree. And I love sex toy bingo as well, because <laughs> I think more than the event itself, that is super fun and super cool. I think it's a place that students feel they are accepted the way they are. And I'm a huge advocate for diversity and inclusion. And I think this is a safe space for students. They love to be there. And we have many students like coming out during those sessions and like having a great time and sharing personal stories, which I love. I love to death this kind of interaction with the students and this kind of safe environment. I don't know this acceptance that they can feel during those kind of events. So I just love it. I know I'm biased, but I just love it. <laughs> That's okay though. I love it too. It's it's amazing. Uh, but going back to talking about the elections that are coming up for you guys. So really, I, I would love to dive more in there and, and give our audience some more tips about how they can get involved and how the process works, especially going into online forum and really how can students who want to get involved, get involved come election time? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to have full elections now. Uh, it's going to start in January 24th and students can be nominated. So they can nominate themselves or if you know someone that is like a really great student and you think it's going to be a great student leader, you can uh, kind of ask them to run. We have a button there and you can just fill the form and like ask this student to run. It's kind of an incentive for students like, hey, I think you, you would be a great student leader. So please be aware of the rules and if you are interested, uh, nominate yourself for the FSC elections. So uh, we're gonna have full positions open and just explaining to you, we have eight positions in, the, in our board of directors those eight positions are all elected positions. So we're gonna apply for it. You're gonna have to run your campaign. You're gonna have to convince the students that you are the right choice for it. And you're gonna be elected for those positions. So we have eight positions in our board of directors. Next, we have uh, the president position that also will be open. Same drill. You're gonna nominate yourself. You have to fill all the eligibility criteria. You're gonna run your campaign. And if you have more votes, of course, you're gonna be elected the new president. The only different process we have is the executive team. The executive team, we have three coordinators and they are hired positions. So those positions will be open at the FSU website. So students can just check there, see if they are eligible and apply for the position. Uh, those students, they're going to pass through a selection process, like a job interviews, and we're going to have a committee. And if they are selected, they're going to be the next coordinator for uh, the next academic, academic year. So, and the positions are uh, finance coordinator, student advocacy and communications coordinator, and student life coordinator. Amazing positions. I started there. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to talk more too about your own experience and, and how you got into the, the FSU. And I know that you're president now, but yeah, how did you start off getting in, involved in the campus life? Yeah, okay. I started being a volunteer freak. As I used to say, I was <laughs> all over the place helping in all I could, like all opportunities in the International Center, Career Center, the FSU, joined all events that we had back at the time, uh, some of them in person, but even in the online because I was a student during the transition and the whole pandemic situation. So I was able to experience both sides of this new landscape we are living in. But anyways, I was very, very involved and engaged in different activities and people people were seeing my face all over the place. And then I applied for the, the position of communication and student advocacy coordinator. I went through the whole process and I was selected the new coordinator. Afterwards, I was gaining experience and more confidence and getting more involved in understanding better and better the FSU and how I could support the students. And I decided to run for uh, the president position. And here I am. I was super, super glad. It was all online. Unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to go and run my campaign in person because we were at the peak of the pandemic. And I think it's going to happen the same now. Let's see. But probably we're going to have the whole campaign online again. But the thing is, if you are creative, it's even better because you can reach more students online, right? Even those students that are not here. So yeah, that was my experience. And here I am finishing my tenure. And I just can say it was a life-changing experience. I just love so much to be the FSU president. I have no words to describe. I've been learning so much. I've been de developing myself, my leadership skills, my communication skills. And it's, it's such a great experience to be surrounded by students, like-minded leaders and mentors that will help you through this journey that I, re I highly recommend to all of the students to, like, if they are into it, to have this experience. Certainly will be life-changing as well. And also I keep telling my coordinators, you should run, you should run. I, <laughs> I try to incentive them to go for those opportunities because I think they are very unique in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, and everything you've just explained, it sounds amazing. So anyone who's interested in running to be a part of the FSU's Board of Directors or anything that we've mentioned, please, please go do that because it sounds absolutely amazing. And the stuff that you guys do is nothing short of incredible. Yeah, uh, thank you, Amy. It's so nice of you to say that. And yeah, fsu.ca backslash elections from January 24th and on, the students will have all the information there. That's amazing. Well, Ricardo, that's all of the questions and everything I have here for you today. This has been absolutely amazing. And thank you so, so much for joining us here on the Interabang podcast. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. I love to be here and you can invite me how many times you want, especially now that I have just four months. Let's keep chatting. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Interabang podcast. If you would like to get involved here at the Interabang, we're seeking submissions for our Black History Month issue. Students from Fanshawe College, Western University, as well as members of our community are all invited to submit articles, personal essays, short stories, poetry, artwork, opinion pieces, and more. The deadline is January 25th, and email submissions or general inquiries can be sent to h underscore Theodore at fanshawc.ca. As for the Interabank podcast, you can catch up with every episode on Google Play, Apple Music, and Spotify. 
Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe.